I'm going to put you over to Paul. Over to you, mate. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Paul Alcohawk. Uh, as we say every week, we're just looking at the steps and the and the program and the way of life from uh, a diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong. So, the exact nature of the wrong, as I see it, is uh, there's an act of being identified as what we're not. Um, as they say, the, the, you know, alcoholism resides in the mind. You would say that the thought system is infected with alcoholism and it's reinforcing obsessively this idea of Paul as this long lasting independent separate thing, which would be the, uh, antithesis of spirit yeah and so my experience in the framing of recovery is uh, years ago I had a, a great opportunity to share the uh, do a fourth step workshop with people and I led these workshops for a while and uh, so basically you would always be coming out of how it works and speaking about the inventory process, what leads up to it and what comes after it. And uh, there was a very pivotal sentence there. And this is the way we, I try to apply this view to all the steps and the way of life. You can look at it in a lot of different ways. I don't feel like you need to get caught in there's only one way to look at it. Uh, you can look at it in a lot of different ways. This is not disputing other ways of looking at it. It's just the sharing of a member's view. So the statement is page 64. You can look it up. I think it's the third paragraph. It's a simple sentence, but it has a, it has a requirement, which is being convinced. Then it has its statement or what it's implying or what it's suggesting, which is so being convinced to believe with certainty so that's the requirement in a way. And that would come from observation. First you hear the idea and then you uh, observe your life, not from maybe the way you used to look at it, but maybe from the new idea. So you get to see the same information, but from a different place. And maybe the information will look quite different when you see it from a different place. So being convinced is the condition we need to be in. And it says, uh, being convinced self, that's self. And so this is the important word, self, uh, manifested in various ways. So it doesn't say how many ways. It doesn't give a limited number. It's not three or seven, it, various ways. And it, in other words, it comes in different sizes and different lengths and different uh, expressions. But being convinced that self manifested in various ways. So that's what we need to be convinced of. How are we convinced of that? Or from where are we convinced of that? From us. Yeah. So being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We're attempting to look at self from us instead of looking at us from self. That's the suggestion. That's the uh, invitation. So being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Are we convinced of that? If you're not convinced of that, you probably will be. 
but I would say most of us are in the past tense of that. I feel like we have been thoroughly convinced of that. We just haven't seen it. And there's been a denial of it, or there's been a distraction from it, or there's been an avoidance to it. But it's, I think all the evidence is there. I mean, the case is airtight, really, but, all right, so, <laughs> being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. If that's, if we are convinced of that, we will now look at it. It doesn't say if we are convinced that. Well, I'm just throwing that in there. We are now going to look at its common, its meaning selves, common manifestations. So we're going to look at, let's say, the, the larger varieties of the manifestation of self or the most recurring ones, which is, and then the next paragraph is resentment is the number one offender. So basically, starting from this sentence, looking at the inventory process, we're really looking at the, so you can look at the inventory in a lot of ways. You can see it, it's your inventory, it's your resentments, it's your fears, it's your acting out. You can look at it that way. And you can look at it this way, which it's, it's really, you've been defeated by the manifestations of self in life. You wanna see how self has defeated us. And we want to see the patterns of how self has defeated us. Not our patterns, but self's patterns. Self's patterns moving through us. This is the tricky thing. How could something so, let's say, different or foreign with its own traits and own characteristics uh, have such play in our lives? How can it... How can it be manifesting through me? And I'm somewhat conscious. I'm not two levels below a coconut, hopefully. And I'm not aware of that. How could that happen? How could something that's so, so hostile and so different than a life I knew when I was a little kid and the difference between a life I know after I've been sober a while, how could that get away with it, really? How could that go unnoticed all these freaking years? Even when it's brought to us, brought to, brought us to, you know, an incomprehensible, demoralized condition, we still don't recognize it. It just blows my mind. So it has a great strategy, the parasite. You want to call it alcoholism. I believe there's an underlying disease, the obsession with self or the identification as self. Yeah, I think that's, and I think alcoholism amplifies that. That's what it does to me. So, and it amplifies very strategically. It doesn't amplify all the characteristics of self. It amplifies the one like self-loathing, self-hatred, self-destruction. It doesn't do much with self-love or self-trust and shit like that. It sort of goes with what we would call negative aspects and it balloons them up, yeah? It balloons them up to the point where we can't even see the sunlight of the spirit coming from us or towards us. Yeah. So um, we're going to look at its common manifestation. So this is the one way I uh, came to to look at the fourth step. And I've been doing, I did it this way. And, uh, and it was contagious. I got relief that I didn't get relief when I looked at resentments as mine fears as mine, and all the acting out as mine and mine alone. Nothing caused me to act out, I did, or maybe a little bit of alcohol, but I was the one who did it, yeah? 
looking at it this way, I saw the difference between relation, uh, resentment and my resentment. It's like a huge weight. It's unbelievably much heavier. And a resentment called mine tends to have a long life. It can last for 40, 50 years. Where a resentment out in the wild, not claimed, not domesticated, sort of comes and goes sooner or later, pretty quickly, yeah? I mean, some guy cuts me off on the road, and then I forget about it after about four exits, yeah, usually. But if it's my resentment, and I believe so many guys have cut me off driving on the highway, then that resentment couples with all these past feelings, and then it has a long life. I don't see how we don't see it. I mean, I don't see, it's sort of like, you know, catching a fish and it's like three inches and then you call it my fish and it's eight pounds. You know, I just, just, I can't see, it isn't the fish just grew that big all of a sudden. It's, we have a, a relationship with the size of the fish. We have a big relationship with the size of the resentment and the amount of fear and the amount of anxiety, we have a huge relationship with it. It's not like, oh, I got a WAPA today. No, it's based usually on our condition. Yeah, there is, I'm, it's not, I'm not destined to run into five resentments today in Novato, California. There are ways they come up by the way I see things, with the way I'm look, where I'm looking at things from. That's where they come up. They come from me in a sense. Like it says, see, this is the trick. This is where I differ from the book. It says, yeah, our problems are, are out of our own making. Like we're the source of the problems. We're the manufacturing of the misery. I don't believe so. I believe we're identified as what's sort causing the, uh, producing the misery. We're identified as the source of the problem. That's, my, that's how I see it. And it's a huge difference because what if I'm the source of my, all my own problems, what the fuck? I'm going to shoot myself. That's the only way I can get out of it. Yeah, because I, I'm going to be around. So if I'm the source of the problems, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, if I realize that the source of the problems is not of me, there's a possibility of being free from it. Yes. It changes the whole way you look at it. Just a simple recognition, it's not you, affords the possibility of being free from it. If you see it as you, you can only try to be free as it. You see the, you see the bondage? Yeah, the bondage of self is sort of like, yeah, it cripples your ability to be free, yeah? Because we're trying to be free as self, you see? The bondage is a crippling, it's a, it's a confining, it's a suppressing, it's a, like a muffling, yeah? It, it sort of like, it makes us small in a lot of ways. It doesn't make us small, it tells us we're small, and our belief in it causes us to act like we're small, yes? It implies we're small, it implies we're screwed, and then we believe it, and then we act as if we're screwed. We gotta see it. If you don't see the exact nature of the wrong, you're gonna be the exact nature of the wrong in a way. Yeah? Because if the exact nature of the wrong is the act of being identified as something that you're not, 
then if you're in that exact nature of the wrong, the problems are going to look like of your own making. The misery is going to be looking like you're producing it, yes? You're going to believe every resentment is yours and all the anxiety and fear is yours. And then the thing is going to be able to manifest through us in plain sight. We'll never fucking, we'll never catch it. And then if we run into it, which we do all day, we call it me. You see what you're not a lot during the day. We see it. We hear it. Yet, as soon as we hear it, it implies it's us, so we say it's me. Yeah? Oh, it's just me. I guess I'm just going to have to live like this. So fuck it. It's unbelievable. It's like, it's like it provides, let's say I'm 6'2". It provides me a three by four foot box, and then I just work hard at trying to fit myself into the box. Yeah? I stuff myself in a box that doesn't fit my size. That's the bondage of self. That's how it feels. Yeah? Because it feels like that when you come out of the box. It's like a marathon runner finally recognizing it can, lo- it can leave the closet. So instead of running like a three by three foot ring, it can start fucking become like a free range alcoholic. Yeah? I mean, really have a sense of freedom at least. Or be able to enjoy peace of mind, not by having to do 800 yogic postures, yeah? Just being available to peace of mind, yeah? Maybe you can't be out working at a meeting now, but you can be of service. You may not be able to do service as we know it, but you can be of service. There's so many possibilities that are like shortened and crimped and fucking put, you know, the the parasite stamps the wrong expiration date on it. You know what I mean? It says, this ain't going to last. And we we just keep fucking swallowing it. If you see something that's driving you crazy as not you, the possibility of not to be driven crazy becomes available. Yes. You're not going to... It's like the parasite, you're not going to send it like an unruly dog. You're not going to send it to obedience school. It's not going to take. The parasite isn't going to become domesticated. It isn't. You can fucking confine it in an institution. You can fucking do every, every second, look for it all day as you, and then that's not fucking sobriety. That's the condition completely surrounded by fear. Now, perhaps there's a better way. Maybe you can look at the whole situation from a new light. And that's what we're attempting to offer here. And it's not a radical from the big book. It's in there. If you have the eyes to see it, he gave us one way of looking at the inventory. He switches to another way. We're going to look at all our shit, yeah? But he throws it out there, maybe not even knowing it, because I believe the big book's a download, really. I don't think Bill W. or any of those people had anything to do with it. It came through them for all of us, yeah? So it's us that can give it meaning. So why not? You know, give it a shot. See if it works. See, hey, look at your own life. 
and see, did I really do all that shit when I was loaded? It sure seemed like I was compelled to do it, yeah? I really believe a better description of what, a, what it was like was I was being used for transportation, yeah? The drugs and the alcohol couldn't go to the store. They needed me to go to the dealer's house to get their fucking food. They have studies of parasites, you know, there's a fungus that lives in our body quite a lot, candida, yeah, candida, and now they're thinking it has a lot to do with a lot of shit, like sinus infections and everything, it lives in the brain and the membranes, so this fungus likes like, a, like almost like a broken down sugar, that's what it feeds on, so the fungus can't go out to the pastry shop, it can't go, it can't order fucking chocolate cakes, but it can compel the host to go buy fucking chocolate cakes, yeah? It can compel the host to eat 12 of those donuts. And so what happens is the candida actually jacks into us and tells us to get what it likes. So we go out and buy a box of 12 donuts and we sit there by ourselves and eat a nine of them. And we think, I did it, I did it. But candida, a fucking fungus inside of you, compelled you, used you to get what it wanted. You don't think alcoholism is like that? I don't think there's any difference in behavior and traits as a parasite. I don't. The parasite is saddled by some incredible limitations. It can do what it can't do on its own through a host but it has to convince the host to do what the parasite wants to do. Where is that happening in us? In the thought system. We're hearing alcoholism tell us shit all day. It's called false evidence appearing real. Yeah? I mean, I can't, oh, no, no, I'm, a, I'm an independent, separate, long-lasting entity. Oh, yeah? Shit, yeah. Tell me what it's like when you have a virus for 10 days, when you got the flu. Do you, are you showing the flu's demeanor or your demeanor? You're sort of bummed out, everything gets bleaker. You're fucking like, what the fuck, nothing works. You're not happy, you hate your partner for 10 days. And then it breaks and then things seem to get back to quote unquote normal. You had, the virus had us, we didn't have the virus. The flu had us for 10 days. Yeah, you want to argue with it, you're going to have it longer for 15 days. And it may even throw a sinus infection on top of it, you know, who knows? <laughs> Jesus, I don't, how can we not see it? I swear. There's not a, there's, oh, well, you know, the night I got run over by a car, it was a perfect example of alcoholism. It was a freezing cold night, January 30th, in, New, in, in the east coast of America. Pretty cold in the northeast, New York, freezing. It was a Sunday night, January 30th. I knew something was really off in me, so I, I had gone to a meeting of a, a spiritual group that I knew when I was under probation, when I was 20. I went there, I felt totally, I can't get it, I'm totally out there because I've been just doing drugs and alcohol for a while. I drive home, I stop at a bar on the way home, 
I'm staying with my sister. I stop at a bar. I walk in there. There's no one in there. There's a bartender and a waitress. And I knew the bartender. I sat down. He gave me a couple shots of Grand Manier, slipped me a Quaalude. I ate the Quaalude, drove back home. Night's finished, you think, but no. The head is active. The head starts telling me a big party is erupted at that bar, probably with at least five fairy princesses or maybe three women I'm going to have kids with or whatever. The, the irritable restlessness and discontent compels an action. I get back in the car. I drive back to that bar. I never make it across the street. I get run over by a car. The guy doesn't know what he hit, so he backs up the sea, and he backs up over me. I come to on that, that, it was a very long night, because I must have been in a coma for about a week. But when I came out of that night, I was in a hospital fucking bed for 10 months, for 10 more months. And when I found, my friends came, and that bartender came to visit me, and I asked him, Hey, after I left, did anyone ever show up to the bar? He said, no. No one ever came to the bar. There were still only two people there. <laughs> it's only by grace that that doesn't happen more often. I should have been run over by cars like at least once a week for the shit that I was compelled to do. So... <laughs> You know, there is a solution. I don't know. I mean, part of the slavery... You know, this is the condition. I want to share this, too. This is the condition many of us find ourselves in after alcoholism. This guy, I saw him at a meeting when I was... I only had a few years, and I saw this guy. He was a new guy. He had a big black eye, and uh, after the meeting, he wanted to add, he asked me to be his sponsor, and I said, "Well, I'll sponsor you if you tell me what the story of getting that black eye." And he says, "All right." I had a I lived with some roommates. I was going to rob them, so I had to look like it was a break-in. So I hit myself with an iron, gave myself a black eye, so they wouldn't suspect me. So I said, "Okay, that's a good story," and. His condition at this time was he was separated from his wife and had a young baby girl. Who, and he had, his wife had a restraining order on him. He could never see the kid. Yeah, totally fucked. Had no job. Was living, you know, he barely had this room in the, with these guys in these apartments. I started working with him, and I started seeing how the program worked on him, yeah? So here's what he thought was a possibility. Maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to, yes, that's the most his fucking saddled, bonded mind could entertain of things changing. That maybe I'll get a glimpse at her at Target or something, yeah? In AA, gets a job, yeah? Suddenly, he can see his daughter with the sheriff and with the wife for an hour on Sunday. Keeps getting a job, gets promoted, becomes like a chef at a, at a, a, a rehab or something. Yeah? Then suddenly, he can get 
He can see his daughter on Sunday for a few hours just with the sheriff. The wife doesn't come. Then a little longer, yeah? It's just the wife and him, and now he gets to see her a couple days a week. He ended up getting custody of that daughter, met another woman, and had another baby. This is what AA can do. It was all the possibility. Under the fucking bondage of self, his possibility was maybe I'll get a glimpse of my daughter in a department store. Yeah, he ended up with his daughter and another daughter and a beautiful wife. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah? Fuck. Who wants to live? See, if something's got you by the neck and cutting off some of the air and your, your, your breath is shortened, you can't do much, man, recognize these aren't yours. Yes? So then you can breathe. And then maybe, maybe because... Life has a lot more in store for you than you could ever fucking imagine if you come out of this slavery, really. Yeah? These things that you think could only be fleeting can be established. You can have a, a peaceful mind. You can enjoy serenity. All this is available, not to the parasite, but to us. U.S., not to self, us. So, all right, that's it, I think. Wow, okay. Thank you very much, Paul. That was uh, pretty extraordinary. Um, got uh, some hand, time to get some hands raised there in uh, chat if anyone's got a question, or else I'll be forced to ask a question, and you know, always know how that ends. It always ends really badly. So, um I invite anyone, I know G's there. G, have you got your hand up, mate? Or And I know Rob threatened. Oh, Rob's got his hand up. This is the first. You ready for this, Paul? Rob is actually going to ask a question. He's been here since day one. And he's going to ask something. Go for it, Rob. I'm from Rob. Never heard Rob. All right. Epic. Hi, hi Paul. Hi, Dave. Um, Paul, I've, I've, I've been listening to you for a long while now. And as soon as I heard you, the night I went to bed, I... It explains something what I'd sort of been looking for, and that's that I, I'm spirit, and when I die, um, I just leave this lump of flesh behind what goes in the ground or in the, the incinerator, along with its brain, and that gave me a lot of comfort. And you know, because I, I, I like that sort of theory, and um, and I've and I, and I, sometimes I feel guilty about saying this in, in AA meetings face to face is that I feel okay. And, and, and you've said, if you feel okay, run with it. And I, um, I'm running with it, Paul. And, and <laughs> I've got to tell you, mate, I just feel okay. And is that, do you think that that's me being out of self, right? And I'm, I'm just going with it. And, I, and I'm having a great time. You know, like, I'm still getting problems. I st all I've done today is pay money out. It's left, right and centre, which I ain't got. But shit, it doesn't matter. I'll get some more from somewhere else. But like, um, well, I've got one big resentment in my life and I'll work on it. But I've got one. I find a little bit of comfort in having one because I can just manifest all my bloody anger into this one. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I haven't got control of it. But sometimes I call it resentment keepy-uppies. You know, football, when you're going like that and you... 
keeping it up like that and you'll do around the world and carry on i'll pick it out and do a few keepy uppies with it and bounce it around in my head and then i'll put it back away somewhere again and just get on with with, with cruising do you think i'm doing do you think i'm is that is that my version of being in self of being getting out of self yes i think so yes Wrong. well i know so the basic okayness is is the greatest value really the simple okayness and acceptance that's obviously there when okayness is there is fucking gold yeah to me because this is what the agitation of the parasite does it doesn't allow you to be okay yeah it's constantly planning how you will be okay and then comparing when you were once okay to find fault now yeah it's just it's the slavery is always like you're being uh driven almost like a cow yeah with a cattle prod and that okayness is like fuck it yeah yeah that that uh i'm i'm not on that that march anymore yeah i'm not on the march of i'm gonna i'm I'm, I'm in I'm in the process of being okay. I want to become okay. No, I'm okay. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. That's see, how can you be available when you're constantly moving forward? Yeah. It's in the stopping. That's what allows us to be available. Yeah. And uh, and the the stopping stabilizing is based on okayness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome, bro. Thanks, Paul. I mean, I, I get like, so much from this because it's just, and then I've been brought up to feel guilty about me saying I'm okay. But I've, I look back to when I was a kid, before alcohol or anything, and the excitement I used to get when I had a new bike for Christmas or something like that. And I get glimpses of that now, and I try and ride with it. And nothing else matters and it's just good it's good with the kids everything i'm getting all sorts of different ways and i'm just gonna ride it and i like it yes it's like you're in the ocean fucking you're you got the board and there's the wave ride it <laughs> i mean that's the that's the progression yes yeah <laughs> yeah there's plenty of waves coming I remember one time I was in the, you know, sometimes when you're in the water, there's uh, people think that it's their territory, you know, like certain areas. Well, we have one in San Francisco called Kelly's Cove where the locals can get uh, aggro, yeah, when you're in the water. So I remember I was there and I, I caught a wave and another guy that was on the wave, we get, we come off the wave and he starts yelling at me. Like, hey, that was my wave. And all I kept saying in my head was wave, wave, wave. They just kept coming, wave. He wanted to stop all the waves and point out to me, my wave. <laughs> wave, wave, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so go. Yeah, it's good to see you, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this whole thing of most people, when they feel okay, they have it coincided with an anxiety. That's all the fucking slavery, yeah? 
You know what I mean? When you're feeling good, there's a suspicion comes up immediately. If you have a feeling it's you, you could be bad, it's like the beginning of a lifelong depression. You got to see what this thing does. It, it limits and, and shortens and contracts the possibility of okayness, and it elongates on the possibility of unokayness. Yeah? You don't want that to be fucking playing your music all day. Yes? Yeah, to me. And you're not going to fucking correct it. You're not. You're not. It doesn't get fucking domesticated. It's a parasite, and it has an agenda, which is it needs you to be itself. It's not like kumbaya, let's go, let's go along with this together. No, it doesn't see it as a win-win. It's, it's a win when you lose, yeah? It's... Its win is your loss. It doesn't see it as win-win. No fucking way. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well done, Rob. Yeah, Rob, yeah. What you just shared in a nonchalant way is a profound shift, tell you the truth. I mean profound shift profound to go into okayness is profound shift i used to call it in the other thing we do dog shit awareness yeah this ordinary okayness is very valued i feel yeah all right dave all right Cheers, Rob, mate. That was awesome. It's good to see you there, mate. Sydney Bryson. Sydney, how are you? Hi. Hi. Hi, Paul. Sydney, how are you? Hi. I've been better. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been worse. I don't know where to start. Yeah. I, you know, I had an experience when I was 26 of this piece that you talk about. It was pretty profound. It lasted nine months or so. And it, it, you know, I had experiences of it throughout my life and it, a, a surrender happened. I was very depressed. I was having suicidal thoughts and some big surrender happened and, and a possibility to a higher power. I was wondering what, you know, it's all about. But I, I had a year and a half and I picked up about three months ago alcohol. I went into a rehab and just to get off of a simple alcohol relapse, I'm now um, addicted to... Librium, which is a benzo. And, and I'm working the best I can with this doctor, but she keeps going up and down on the dose. And, and I'm, I'm just really afraid. I'm, I'm kind of a, a mess. It's really fucking with my brain. I've never, I mean, I was already on buprenorphine from getting off oxy and I was tapering on that. So to now be dependent on benzos, is um i'm just really struggling it's, it's doing things to my body that i don't seem to have control over like high heart rate high blood pressure i try to do all the right things i feel like a fucking medical manager that i don't have the capacity to be i'm just i'm just i'm so i'm so tired paul i'm so um i'm so afraid and i 
I just don't know what to call. Do you have a sponsor, a woman? I do. I do. She doesn't have experience with benzos, but I do have a, a, a sponsor. I talked to her last night. Well, maybe she knows someone who does because uh, you need that. I would, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but you need to sort of uh, find someone maybe outside of the program also who knows a more like a herbal or natural way of trying to wean yourself off. Because I've never been on any of that, but I know what happens. Does the pill that they provide as a solution becomes a huge problem, and then you got to take another pill. Yes? And uh, yes. you got to sort of get out of that uh, circle. But you have to do it now. You have to do it in a very... Uh, skillful way because you don't want to have a big whack from stopping the other shit yeah and but there's a lot of people who have done this and there's got to be there's got to be uh, a lot of material out there how to combine it with vitamins and herbs and shit like that to come off it yeah there is and, I, and if anybody here all the time Sydney especially where we live yeah because people are on a lot of pharmaceutical, a lot of doctor-directed drugs that have an incredible, if you, if you try to get off them, they fucking rip you a new one, yeah? I mean, yeah. the drug itself is so fucking toxic, so. I, but they, I there's got to be a lot of people who love it, yeah? I've come across a woman who like has this really slow taper method and my friend advocated it and even my psychiatrist friend thinks that the way my doctor okay. doing it is, is kind of bonkers chat knows or has experience yeah, with this or knows sydney, anybody in the sorry area. sydney sydney i was just going to say is what we'll do is after the meeting we usually have a breakout room and what I'll do is I'll invite all the female members here. If anyone's got experience to contact me during the meeting and I'll set up a breakout room for you after the meeting, if that's okay. okay. And, and we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. So just, just hang out, just hang about for after the meeting. We'll have a bit of fellowship and I'll make sure I'll do a special breakout room for yourself and your friends and anyone who's got some info. Is that okay? Yeah. My pleasure. Absolutely. My pleasure to do that for you. Okay. Well, give me a tip on letting go to higher I will. power. Uh, well, honey, the thing is, is to see, uh, why not question what's holding on? You're seemingly having a hard time letting go. Yeah. Are you that which is holding on? I don't believe you are. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I don't believe what's holding on. Don't you don't you're not gonna fucking convince that to let go. Just see, you're not that which holding on. Let go of that which is holding on. Tell you the truth. Don't fucking. This is what we're speaking about. There's something living as you that's not you, Sydney. It's not you. It's the one that's withholding you from the best solution possible. It's what's withholding it from you. It is. You, but you're identified as it. So you keep thinking it's Sydney. 
but it isn't, yeah? This is the whole point of the message. This whole point isn't about letting go. It's looking at what's holding on. If it isn't you, you'll lose interest in the holding on, and that's the fucking letting go. Yeah? There's such a built there's such a story built around the holding on. It's such a fucking story. See you're not that or entertain the possibility. Hey, I may not be that which is holding on. You know, that's going, I've gotta let go, I've gotta let go. Fucking let go of that. Yeah. See, this is what happens. People are identified with that which is saying it's holding on. Yeah? It, and then it doubles up by saying, I should let go, which just reinforces the holding on. Yeah? So now there's guilt that's even gluing the holding on even more because you're guilty about not letting go. Why am I not letting go? Why am I not letting the higher power? It's not fucking you. Something's playing, it slips in there, and it just, it just merely suggests, I'm holding on, as Sydney. No, there's a holding on, yeah? Really, of Sydney. <laughs> it's not Sydney holding on, there's a holding on of Sydney, yeah? Let go of that, ask the higher power to remove self. And then watch how much you scream, it's me, while it's getting taken away. You'll see the, the act of being identified by the reaction to it getting removed. I'm losing me. You're not losing you. You're losing self. Self is able to be lose, lost. You can't be lost until you pass away. Yeah? Self can be lost while you're alive. It's self masquerading on you that's like stubbornly holding on to the point you're taking directions from someone you don't trust. You know you're getting fucked, but you keep fucking taking the medication. You've made the doctor the higher power. And then you worry, I can't surrender to a higher power. You've surrendered to a higher power, a fucking false one, the doctor that has you on this shit. This idea, I can't surrender. We're surrendering all day. We surrender to self all fucking day, most of us. I can't surrender. It's not, I did it once 20 years ago. You're doing it now. Yeah? You're taking direction from a quote-unquote authority that make, it feels like it's killing you, and yet you're still fucking taking the direction. That's called surrender. <laughs> really? Yeah? So see what's holding on isn't you. May, I'm telling you it ain't. You can believe me or not. You need to find out yourself. Yeah? You know, there's a solution, but I'm holding on to the problem. You know what holds on to the problem? The fucking problem. That's what's holding on. It's not you that's holding on. You're being kept away from the relief.
by the fucking problem through identification as the problem. You're expecting, you're like, somebody, make another call, go to another Zoom, and hope someone will be able to convince what's holding on to let go. That's the fucking problem. Yeah? You're trying to, you're trying to convince your jailer to let you go. It's not, it's in, not in the jailer's best interest to let you go. Yeah? Realize you're not the fucking jailer. That's the whole message. This is the whole thing we share. You know me for years. I haven't changed a tune for years because I can't. Because we can't go any farther unless we see this. If we don't see the act of being identified, any help built on that isn't really helpful. Yeah? Because then I'm, I'm, I'm being of help to the fucking parasite, which I wish not to be. Yeah? So we have our own platform to talk about it, how we actually see it, which is what's speaking now as Sydney ain't Sydney. Yeah. And I don't want to waste time trying to talk to the jailer. Oh, jailer, please, jailer, let her out for a little while, five minutes. Fuck that. Yeah, I want to talk to what you are about what you're not. You're not that which is holding on. Hallelujah. You mean you mean I can I can let go of that? Yes, you can. How long will it take? No time whatsoever. When will it be available to me? Now. Hmm? Yeah, and then go to the afterwards, find, get some other ideas, vitamins or herbs, and try to get weaned off of this shit. Yeah? You don't need tons of medication. You need relief from the bondage of self. I've seen you when you've been happy and relaxed. So it's not an impossibility for Sydney. You haven't gone so far you can't, that's not available. It's always available at all times. If it ain't, it has no real value. It's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement of Sydney to meet it, except for seeing you're not that Sydney, <laughs> basically. Yeah. The shenanigans are over, honey. It's dragged you from this and that. It's hung you up to dry. It's let you out. Give it a, you know, let's be done with it. Follow up after the talk. Let's get on the right path. Get weaned off of this shit. Don't go crazy. But you can, you do not, you know, I don't believe everyone needs tons of medication. I don't. Now, if they do need it, take it. But, man, if it's causing such bad side effects, i try, you know, maybe there's another way. I, I would imagine there must be. I think thousands of people have ended up in your parking space and they'll help you. Yeah? Yeah, and then you can just wean off. That's what usually happens. You don't want to go 
cold turkey because it leaves bad results. So you get weaned off and you have people you talk to and then be done with this. But recognize what's masquerading as you may not be you, honey. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't see what you're not doesn't want to let go. It wants to hold on. It's doing exactly what it wants and how it makes more exquisite suffering out of it. It makes you feel like you should really be letting go. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah. It's not enough just to have you held on. It fucking it tightens the screws by saying you should be letting go. So now guilt is poured on it. Now shame is poured on it. It's fucking relentless. You know, it's like that knee on that person's neck and the person saying, I can't breathe, the knee doesn't get moved. That's what it's like. It's a perfect description of the bondage of self. Beg all you want, you're not going to be free from it as it. No way. No way. Yeah. So... All right, honey. Good luck. We're here for you. Seriously. Absolutely. Yeah? Let's move on from this point. And then next week we'll come back and share. And it'll be, uh, you'll, you'll be, uh, you know, we'll bring that what you're not and put it into the fucking demonstration of something working. Yeah. And rub it a little bit in there. Yeah. And make sure to check so, the chat. Somebody offered their experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. There's already some messages in there. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, there's already a couple of messages in there for you, Sydney. Okay. And like if you want to hang around after. Just ask and shit will be provided. Yeah. Okay, so um, you know, let's move on from that. So Dennis had his hand up, and I'm just, I've unmuted you, mate. Do you want to ask a question, Dennis, or do you want to leave it till next week, mate? But I have unmuted you. Oh, I did. There you go. Hi. Thanks. Hey, man. Uh, Paul. Uh, you're on fire today. It's really good. <laughs> the last bit was uh, was amazing. Uh, the question I have is about uh, knowing what to do. Uh, and I'll refer to the big book just for a second. On page 86 in Into Action, the last paragraph, in thinking about our day, we may face indecision but we may not be able to determine which course of action to take. Here we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or decision. My rub in this, my problem is sometimes it, it's selfing and sometimes it's higher power talking. And I have a hard time telling which is which. Because that will become clearer. That will become clearer on its own. Okay. Is there that will become clearer. That's the progression of recovery. Because you're leaving, you're, you're leaving the range of the one radio station, K-Paul, and you're moving to fucking clear channel. Yeah. And so you basically, you know how sometimes when you're on a radio and then you get, you, you get connected to a weird thing for a minute, a second? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so the same thing. It's, you'll be going, now you have a new 
a basic radio station playing, and every once in a while there's a, you know, you know, uh, it's apocalyptic time, whatever. Yeah, it breaks in, but you have the ability to see the difference. Yes, that ability will get better. You'll see the difference more and more. At least you have two flavors now. Fucking be happy about that. Some people to flavors of from one flavor. They got they make like two thousand channels on cable, but they all suck. You know. At least you got there's another possibility playing. That's awesome. Well, what inspired this for me is my sponsor has me on the fourth step. And I'm kind of dragging my feet. You and I have talked about this before. And uh, I, the sponsor claims that it's the salting voice that's telling me to go slow. Well, you want to take his suggestions, but, you know, again, I know. Sooner or later, you, in a way, it's not you become your own authority, but the, your own authority is in you, yeah? Right, right. Yeah, so this is something we grow to. This is, to me, the, I believe recovery is progressive, and this is part of the progression of recovery. Yeah. Like, there's certain stuff, hmm, you know, I just know in my gut. I just know it, yeah? There's no debate. There's no... There's no, uh, oh, it could be something else, yeah? And more and more will be, will be that kind of, uh, will be in that category. You'll just know it in your gut, yeah? Yes? Yeah. So this is about taking suggestions, not orders, you know? You know? So your, your sponsor isn't your fucking boss in a way. He's sharing suggestions, and then you can talk to him about, well, this is the one of the ways I'm, you know, I don't believe it is selfing, taking its time, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is both, yeah. You don't want to make a, you know, there's the higher power, and then there's making others the higher power, yeah? Let's keep it clear, the higher power, and everyone is an instrument of the higher power. The sponsor is an instrument of the higher power. He's not the higher power, yeah? Yeah. We're instruments of the higher power, yeah. That's good, thank you. Yeah. Right. Good to see you, bro, yeah. I hope it works out with your, your son. He's coming back here to L.A. today. Probably good. Yeah, yeah, it is. I know someone down in L.A. I know a lot of people in L.A., so call me again. Okay. He's just going right. to be here a few days. He's going to a treatment center in Mexico. All right, all right. Well, keep me abreast of uh, yeah. the situation. All right. Thanks, Dennis. Okay, so... Um, We've got two more questions. I've got one on the chat. So Lebowski wants to do the last one. The, the, first, the second last one is this from Franco, who hasn't got a, a, a mic or a camera, um, but he's watching. So his question is this. 
do you think it's useful to leverage the mental state in order to succeed in the external world? Beside the recognition of self-activity, can we take advantage of it for abundance, for example, for abundance in the eternal world, external world? I don't know. I think that's another topic, another. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, just on that. Try to stay with the exact nature of the wrong and, and then um, seeing the aspects of the program in that light. Yeah. The other one is, yeah, something else. If he doesn't mind. Yeah. And Franco, that's um, a nice little segue to um, Paul's does two other meetings besides the 12 step stuff that we do twice a week on Tuesday and this one and, and Thursday, but he does ones on Wednesday and Saturday. And um, I'm not sure which part of the world you're on, but the Saturday one's obviously better for the European. That's in the afternoon at one o'clock on Saturday afternoon, Pacific time. And um, the Wednesday 30. one's at 7.30 uh, Pacific. 1.30 uh, yeah. Pacific. 1.30 Pacific time on Saturday. Um, yeah, and they're more, more, more on those sort of questions that you've asked, and I highly recommend that you, uh, that you visit those. They are, they're, they're extremely, uh, lots of fun. <laughs> so, yeah, get, a, get, a, get yourself to that. that. And they can be found on Paul's website again, zenbitchslap.com, and go to the Zoom room and his calendar, and you'll find out all his, uh, his appointments and all his, his meetings that we're doing, including these. Okay, so, yeah. And uh, Franco's from Spain, so he sends his uh, best wishes to you. Thanks. Franco, yeah. Yeah. So, and final question. Um, it's been a big day. Uh, let's finish with Lebowski with James. How are you, mate? Uh, doing good. Um, really appreciate uh, actually the uh, what what uh, Sydney share. Um, you know, I don't want to say spawn. That doesn't sound right. But what it um, you know uh, inspired. I got a lot out of that. Um, actually. I like sometimes everyone to think, you know, I'm, I'm, um, way more in, you know, in, in a state of whatever foundational peace that I am. And I can tell, um, when, when Kay James is coming in strong and loud, you know, it's, I can tell when the parasites talking because it's usually really clear and loud, you know, and it's the, and it's got a hit list that it likes to play. It's got a playlist. And um, and the other one doesn't, it, it speaks very, it's got a lot of brevity and it's very quiet. So, but sometimes I hate to admit it, the easiest way for me to tell the difference is in how I'm traveling. You know, the the energy suck of maintaining James is big and it makes traveling heavy. <laughs> And, you know, when I slip out of that, I can tell because it's just a lightness of being that's so much nicer, you know. And there's no question in there except, um, you know, it's just been one of those uh, weeks where, uh, you know, what I'm not has just been present, you know. And it seems like a weird um, kind of game you got to play to not do the cop in the robber you know it, like the what you resist persists and what you fight you strengthen type of thing you have to sort of get a high center of gravity and allow you know and, and just allow it to pass through or something like a weather front but but it sure beats the hell out of uh, kicking buprenorphine <laughs> i remember doing that and that sucked 
So, um, you know, thank you for reminding me of that. That was my last, um, the last thing I had to get out of me before I got sober. So, and there's been times in recovery too, I just want to mention, you know, where, um, you know, like we had a hurricane, I was super wound up and the doctor put me on a light dose of uh, benzos for a while. He just said I, I, I was unable to not stress out because I was producing all this norepinephrine and stuff. But it's a, it's a doctor I've had for years and I trust, and he's not trying to get me hooked on any medication. When my jaw was infected, I uh, conceded to take, you know, <laughs> narcotic medicine because, damn, it hurt, you know. But when I took them as prescribed, they didn't have the same effect on me as they did when I was seeking to change the way I felt with them, you know. So I don't know, man. Doctors have a place. But ultimately, for me to be happy, I have to get a hold of what, what's going on in these rooms here. So that's, I just want to say how grateful I am, Paul. Thank you. And Dave. And yeah, Dave. Thanks, yeah. Lebowski. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, let's thank Dave for uh, setting up this wild idea for Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> See, the point, the uh, what you're not or the activity of the mental character, I don't know if it's going to stop. What happens is there's a, there was a gaining interest in it because it presented itself to be us and it's the exact same movement but away from it which is seeing that it's not you there's a loss of interest in it yeah so the gaining and the loss drive the same road so to speak yeah one goes one way one goes the other way the place the activity is still there but in my let's say in an extreme way of seeing it uh, at one point, the audience took it to be like uh, CNN, you know, factual evidence about what was going to be, what was, what is going to be, what's going to be, yeah? And now it's more like Comedy Central. It's just uh, a lot of different skits and satires about the absurdity of... of <laughs> It's like a three-ring circus with only one character, you know, putting on the fucking tights and doing this, and it's just hilarious, really. So you lose interest in it, and the drama turns into comedy, in my experience, and uh, and it keeps you it keeps you laughing, even though the people around you may not be getting it, you're getting it. So, yeah, yeah. So, and you're traveling lighter, bro. I've noticed you. Yeah. That's the whole point, isn't it? Everyone wants it to be completely over, done. No, everything here is different shades, yeah? It's not black or white. Yeah. But you sure like, let's say, if you don't like black, it's a whole lot better with a light gray than the black, yeah? So let's... Uh, Maybe not the pure white that everyone's expecting, but hey, a light gray is fucking a huge progress from a black hole, so to speak. Yeah, so let's also honor that uh, we found something that actually works, that's readily available right where we are, 
with no requirement necessary to contact it because we are it, yeah? It's an incredible value. It looks totally ordinary and it's really, it could only be packaged as nothing, but it's really got a huge, huge, huge influence, yeah? And you've been introduced to that, but the, that's fucking awesome, yeah? You've probably are pretty much over looking for an outside solution to a basic condition, yeah? Hey, that's awesome. All these things are incredible. Yeah? And we, just because they are, as soon as they become established, the mental state's reaction is ordinary. Yeah, they're, they're fucking not appreciated anymore, yeah? Because it doesn't, it's always, it's not a very grateful uh, system, yeah? But if you can have it stop and just really, just by sensing how much shit is absent out of your life that used to constantly be in, invading it, yeah? And I just don't mean the police, but more subtle ones. There's, there was constant, constant amount of intruders entering. Now, yes, all that stuff is done. You recognize it when it comes. You can't recognize, you know, the horde is like a fucking weather front. But now you can see it as clouds. You can recognize it, yeah? You're not living under it anymore. Fucking awesome to me. Yeah, so I really, uh, I'm so stoked about this message for 30-something years. Yeah, I mean, I'm completely stoked and, and uh, gratitude and just a, a huge honoring of, of what we really are. You know, what we really are, uh, it never demands honoring, but that's the appropriate response, yeah? As this little event, yeah, just to honor what's behind it all, over it all, under it all, in it all, yeah, yeah. We are of that. That's our fabric of existence. The fabric of existence that can be corroded or be shot through with fear is a mental fabric. It's an interpretation. The real fabric of existence, yes, is completely different than the fabric of existence where fear abides. That fabric is of a made-up existence, of an interpretation, of an appearance and an appearance only. That's where that thread finds hiding, yeah? But in the nakedness of real existence, there is no need for fear, yeah? Yeah. So, we have looked, we have found the real fabric of our existence, and it's not of mental fucking fabrications and false evidence being sewn into everything, no. We have a fabric of existence that can be completely seen through. It's light, yeah? How about that? And there's no corroding thread in that. None. None. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, I guess that's it, hey, today. Do you want, do you want to say your bye-byes? I do want to say my hellos and byes, yes. Let's see. Let's start from right where we are. We got Joel. Joel looks like uh, the guy yeah, from Shame. Uh, Alina, 
Alina is outside. I can't believe it. She's moving. She's vertical. There's no wall to be found. That's good, Alina. That's progress. There's Beatrice. Beatrice is very happy today. Yeah, she's she's sitting in agreement with what's being not said and said. Yeah, Tofa, nice to see you. Malcolm, always a pleasure. Yep. It's all, you know, don't underestimate the power of this message. It's got a lot of juice. Serious. I've been electrocuted by it for a long fucking time. You get used to it. All right, we got Zoe. Nice to see you, Zoe. We got James. We got Kelly. We got Mika. She's thinking about what she's going to have for breakfast. She's there. It's okay. We got other, a lot anonymous. Let's go to the folks that are here. We got Carl. Nice to see you, Carl. We got Mika, Mickey, Mickey, always holding the fort. Very good, Mickey. We got Andy with a long uh, bunch of numbers afterwards. All right. Mm -hmm. Sydney, stay and get to help, yes? Kerry, Helen, nice to see you, Helen and Kerry. Dale, it's nice to see you, Dale. Leah, looking very comfortable there. Yep. We got Gary. Gary is... Uh, his corner is getting bigger and bigger every moment. Nice to see you, Gary. We got Kristen. There you go. G. G is, was subdued today. He G was. is uh, he was in he was in the lap of silence. That's nice. Mm. Stuart from the UK. Nice to see you, Stuart. You got a light coming out of your head. That's nice. Kaiser. <laughs> Kaiser. Nice to see you, Vicky. Pleasure. We got Susie from Chicago. Nice to see you, Susie. Yeah. Mike, Mike O. Jess, Jess from uh, Ireland. You still in Ireland, Jesse? Yes? Yes. Jack, Jack G. Yo, he's not camping. He's not in a fucking tent. He's not. He actually seems to be in a house. <laughs> I see the people coming. The, the owners are coming up the stairs. Get out. All right, Jack. We got 944272. Nice to see you, Dennis. Rob, thank you for your share, Rob. Paul, another nice shirt. Hey, I got to keep up with Paul. I got to. You got this guy today, yeah. All right, Kurt. Kurt, hey, honey. Nice couple. Fantastic. Thank you for your donation, Kurt. Everything's helping. David, I'll get to you at the end, David. Chris, we got Mike Z, co-manager uh, of ZenBitchSlap.com. Yes. The other manager is secret. We don't know who it is. So. And we got David. David is the reason why we have all this coming from England. And um, very much appreciative, Dave, that you, you, gave, you suggested this. And thank you. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you in Tuesday, Thursdays, and every day. Yeah? yeah. Thank Thanks you very much, Paul. It's great to see you, mate. Bye see bye. you Thursday. Yeah, and stay on, Sydney. Place yeah. is open. Look, I've just, so I've done a breakout room ready, so I'm going to invite 